Warning, this is a work of fiction. Everything you're about to hear has been fabricated, including the character opinions, and all events that follow should be considered as entirely imaginary. Even the hamster isn't real. The town of Farringdon does exist, however, and it's actually all right, so go visit if you want. Have some fun in Farringdon. are meeting at Whitehall this morning to discuss the ongoing nationwide quarantine, which has entered its 10th day. During the meetings, the Civil Contingency Secretariat are expected to introduce measures to locate patient zero of the virus, which is now being called Z1 by SAGE, who have stated there is no connection to the Toxoplasmosa gondii virus. We're dealing with something that's brand new, but it's obvious that the virus is more dangerous than... Index patient. What? It's index patient or index case. It's not patient zero. Does that matter? Well, it's important to get the right terminology, even in the pending apocalypse. I think it's more important to find the bugger that started all this. wonder what their strategy will be. Well, first point of order, change their name. Eh? Civil Continuing Secretaries or whatever. Need something a bit catchier than that if you're telling people you mean business, like civil shit kickers. Say that ten times fast. What do they do, anyway? In the event of a disaster. Yeah, but hold on, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying these secretary guys didn't have a plan for this already? For a zombie invasion? Yeah. Pfft, no. Why would they? Why not? I mean, after Covid, did they not think to strategize for any eventuality? So, if stepladders suddenly started attacking people, you'd expect your leaders to have plans and guidelines? When stepladders attack, Thursday, Channel 5, 9pm. <laughs> Why stepladders? I don't know. Pick any inanimate object. Dead people were inanimate too before this. The point is, they've got no plans. They were probably just more prepared for an infestation of murder hornets. Okay, so what advice do you think is coming for these zombies? <sighs> Tell people how fast they should run away. Well, there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, of course. This is a government department we're talking about, though. Spend valuable time and money carrying out risk assessments and gathering resources and simulating strategies and analysing projections and then they'll tell people how fast they should run away. We don't need to be fast. Look, there's, what, five, no, six of them down on our street just ambling around. Haven't seen one of them yet to break into a trot. Ah, slow zombies. Classic. Traditional. Did you notice something else? What? They're all blokes. Oh, yeah. Why do you suppose that is? Well, it's hereditary, isn't it? It's genetic. I mean, men are hunter-gatherers and risk-seekers. They fly by the seat of their pants for the greater good. And then they get eaten by people that are infected. So they're just stupid? Not stupid. Careless. Which is why I'm staying right here, surrounded by cushions. Cushions can't bite you. We're going to have to go out sometime, you know. This doesn't look like it's going anywhere. And pretty soon we're going to run out of food. Thought you said when this whole thing kicked off that we had enough for about three weeks. Two, if we attempt that cake your mum made. Well, it'll be the last thing we attempt, but we'll be saved, right? They'll send out emergency rescues like they did with the children a few days ago. 
I mean, it doesn't look that bad out there for the time being, but... How many did you say they were out there earlier? Mm, six. Mm, I count nine. And our first female. Oh, it's Edna. Do you remember? From number 55. Oh, poor thing. How old was she? Fairly old. I'm guessing 80-something. Jesus. She's actually moving faster as a zombie. Being infected must have really perked her up. You didn't answer my question anyway. What? We'll be saved, right? Don't shrug your shoulders. Do you want a short answer or a long answer? Short answer, obviously. No. Long answer, then? No. Walked into that one, didn't I? How about a serious answer instead? Oh, look at it this way. What's this, day 10 of quarantine? In that time, they've put on restrictions on using power, five litres of clean water per day, TV, mobile, internet, all restricted too, right? But at least there are people in control right now, barely. That's a good thing. But if they all suddenly go down, and they probably will, then it's safe to say we're pretty much on our own. We need backup plans. We can't just sit this out waiting for all this stuff to dissipate. Dissipation for the nation. Okay, what did you have in mind? What did you say first? Power? How do we sort that? We don't. Even if we found a portable generator, I wouldn't know how to use it. I can believe that. I've never seen you even wire a plug. I can wire a plug. And the other day you put batteries in the remote the wrong way around. You can be in charge of the remote when the power goes off then. All right. We'll have to make do without power if that happens. What about water? Scavenge it from the toilet. Ew. I've already started to. You just haven't noticed yet. Clean water being so scarce now, I'm double dipping just in case. The average cistern holds six litres of fluid, don't you know? And that's more than our current allowance. Fascinating, but ew. Did you not notice me flushing the toilet more often? Nothing more than usual. You've got the bladder the size of a field mouse. Is the water safe? Safe-ish. Boil it, filter it, boil it again. It'll be alright in small doses. Oh, just like radiation. Or baby shark. We won't be able to use it forever, though. I doubt the sewage works are fully operational. As much as I love the idea of drinking your barely sanitised bog water, what about also collecting rainwater? We can hook up some kind of system with a gutter in. Some kind of system? You mean like a bucket on a rope? I'm sure even you can handle that. But what if it doesn't rain? That was a silly thought. We're in England. Maybe we'll be aware of the water. But seriously, we need to sort out a long-term solution for food. That's up to you, hunter-gatherer. I said we. We need to make sure that if we do go out, all right, if I go out, oh, when I go out, that I target somewhere that's going to be 100% food and 0% zombies. Imagine the supermarkets would be bare by now. And crawling with the undead. Maybe let the dust settle first. You saw how people were when COVID started. Think of that, but with zombies. 2022 isn't going so well either. Do you think this is one of those COVID mutations? Well, like Kent variant, Brazil variant, Indian variant, gonna eat your face off variant? Nah, can't be. That's some next level mutation, if so. Sounds like a modern plague, Inc. Back to the plan. How about we try a few houses then? Oh, I don't know. We don't know who's alive or dead right now. Suppose we break into someone's house and they're holding up. And what if they're packing? Packing? You know, guns. Who the fuck's got a gun around here? It's probably only us that hasn't, to be fair. This is the Cotswolds, not Compton. Besides, if there were guns, we'd have heard gunshots by now. Someone would have tried to shoot them, surely. Maybe they did try. Maybe they just froze in fear. Maybe they didn't know what they were dealing with. I mean, point is, we can't go crashing into people's houses without staking them out first. So that's your job, because you like being nosy. Could you not say stake? Just keep your eyes open for movements. 
curtain twitches, candlelight, smoke coming out of chimneys, that sort of thing. How about someone putting out their recycling bin because there's a green bin outside number 37, which wasn't there earlier? Fucking hell. The mentality of some people. Whole world's gone to shit, but there's still people who expect the council to come around and collect their empties every fortnight. And perhaps they're thinking of stealing the collection lorry. Leave the bin out of bait and see what happens. It's not the worst vehicle to have in this situation. As you said, Cotswolds. Things would have to go seriously wrong for the neighbours to break out into GTA mode. Well, it confirms that number 37 are definitely still alive anyway, for now. I'll keep an eye out on the rest for any possible targets. God, that makes me sound like a copper. Or a Jehovah's Witness. But if we're thinking about doing this to other houses, then maybe there's people out there that are going to come for us too. You work on the safety of this place. What do you want me to do? Activate the cloaking device? Don't be a smart ass. Just start boarding this place up. And make it harder for us to get out. We're quite lucky. It's already a mini fortress. You need a key to access this block of flats, two of which are already empty, and the guy that lives below is definitely a zombie. How do you know that? Listen. That's either him having a really bad climax or he's, you know, one of them. Shit. Don't worry, he's not getting help. He just paces and whines like a depressed dog. But still, shouldn't we, I don't know, move into the attic or something? Just in case someone living does manage to get in? I've got a mini stash up there already, just in case. If the building is compromised, we go up the ladder, close the hatch, and if someone somehow manages to open the hatch, then I have a weapon. Blimey, go and Frank, what's the weapon? Your mum's cake to the face. Cake to the face, high five. The Prime Minister has warned against looting as more and more people take to the streets a fortnight into the spread of Z1. He's also stated that the army is now routinely dispatching of the infected and has advised that people should stay at home as much as possible. <sighs> or else you might get shot. I think they'll be able to tell a difference between a zombie and a human, but wouldn't they call out to check? You know what? The other night I saw a guy go looting with headphones on, so essentially he went out as a zombie. R.I.P. No wonder you haven't gone out yet. Just biding my time. I'll go out only when it's 100% really, absolutely, positively a requirement to do so. Well, on today's menu, it's the tin of lentils that you were going to donate to the church before all this started. Oh, well, that's not good. What's the best before date? Of religion, shortly before the Spanish Inquisition. Lentils, I meant, obviously. Well, they're edible. As much as lentils can be edible. You need to go out, like, yesterday. All right, all right. These things have to be planned. Don't rush me, woman. Be more proactive. The guy from number 41 goes out at least four times a day. He doesn't have any problems with venturing out. He's got a fucking great big dog with him to protect him. We have a hamster. Was you planning on eating the hamster? Hendrix? No way. Then stop dicking about and get your ass out there. Right. Fuck it. Oh, first target, the bungalow at the back. No one's gone near it yet and it's heavily protected. Oh, not Jeremy and Ron's place. They're our friends. You can't burgle your friends. You mean Ron Jeremy's place? Stop it. You called them that to their face once. It's so embarrassing. You still shouldn't target their house. They're in Spain, remember? And they gave us their emergency key for, you know, emergencies. And we have their security code, so I'm not exactly burgling. Just going to check what's in their cupboards. Well, make sure you leave a note or something. What? Leave a note. Oh, and some money. It's a neighbourly thing to do. Uh, 
Dear Ron Jeremy, as you may have not noticed because you're in a completely different country, the UK has a slight problem with the undead. So instead of breaking into your house and setting off your incredibly loud zombie alerting system, I've let myself in to permanently borrow any foods you may have to stop us from eating our hamster. This £10 note I've left is to remind you that we used to have an economy up until about a fortnight ago. Just a simple thank you will do, you sarcastic bugger. Right. I'm doing it. I'm actually doing it. I'm, I'm up for this. Pass me that big rucksack and that shiv I made just in case, will you? Shiv? What, that fall-down old toothbrush? We've got knives in the drawer, you know. You use one to file it down. It's more personal. It's, it's like my weapon. Like in The Walking Dead, you've got Michonne. She's got her samurai swords. And Daryl has his crossbow. Negan had Lucille. And you've got your fucked-up toothbrush. I'll just hand it over. You keep an eye out and give me a sign if you see anything undeady. A sign? Yeah, like if you see a zombie, put your arms up and out in front of you or something. Right, I'll do a mime like I'm strangling you. See you in a bit. Love you. Fucking hell, that was intense. I was watching you ninjaing across the car park. What was intense about it? There wasn't any zombies about. All I saw was you jumping out of your skin when that pigeon flew past. No, no, I'm on about me nicking stuff. Never done it before. Felt pretty badass. Well, all right. What did you get? Quite a lot, really. It was like they were expecting burglars and didn't want them to go hungry. I thought I was going to have to make two trips. You've got lentils in here. Yeah, but they're Waitrose lentils and they'll be a higher quality. But look, there's pasta, rice, tinned fruit, soup, biscuits, jam. They even had bread in the freezer. God, I haven't had bread in two weeks. I'll tell you what else I noticed when I was coming back. Downstairs, back room window is ajar. Maybe I could go and have a look-see. What, downstairs with the zombie downstairs? <sighs> I mean, I know you've got the bug for going out now, but that does mean potentially coming face-to-face with a zombie, whatever's left of his face. Mm, I reckon I can take him. Plus, when he was alive, I let him borrow loads of stuff, and he never gave it back. So in a way, it's payback that I finish him off. Wow, all for the justice for your non-returned S Club 7 CD. It's got your Dido CD as well. Well, what are you waiting for? Go toothbrush's ass. In the words of S Club 7, I'm going to bring it all back to you. <sighs> it's done. What was that crashing noise? That gave you some attention from the zombie roamers outside. Ah, the curtains were shut. They couldn't see him. Don't worry. But in answer to your question, that would have been the kitchen sink. I literally threw everything at him, including the kitchen sink. He was tough for a scrawny guy. How did it go? Ah, oh, it was an epic battle. After we tussled for about five minutes, I hit him with a chair, hit him with his trumpet, and trust me, that really felt good. And then I kicked him around, I DDT'd him. Sorry, you DDT'd him? Yeah, it's a wrestling move. What are you, 12? I'd have been a headlock. The opportunity just presented itself. I'm surprised he didn't die from it. So how did he die? Well, after the DDT, he was on his belly, so I surfed on his back for a bit. I can't work out if you're being serious. Can we just skip to the end bit with a finally dead undead body? Well, my finishing move was, in fact, the very thing you slagged off earlier. It was the toothbrush that did it through the eye. Look, see how it glistens with eye juice. Oh, Jesus, go and wash it. Wash it now. The bad news is... Apart from the useless crap that we've now heroically retrieved, he didn't really have anything but the way of food. A couple of frozen sausages, half a can of Heineken, 
an old Easter egg, which might be okay. The rest is too rotten to salvage. Oh, not really worth risking your life for, then. He had sea monkeys. What a strange little man he turned out to be. At least you got to relive your youth for a bit. Still reliving it. Stick on that S-Club CD while we still got power, will you?